Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hello, hello. So good to have you here. We have some exciting news. Enrollment for the God's Vibes Mastermind is open. We officially start prep week on Monday, 626. So plug in. There is a 33% off sale to enroll right now. And there's all sorts of bonuses that you get instant access to. So here's what you got to do. Go to www.courageco.org. When you enroll, and you can either do it through a payment plan or you can pay in full, entirely up to you. But to take advantage of the sale and the bonuses, you got to act fast, okay? This, these are act fast bonuses here. So make sure that you go ahead and do that. Prep week starts Monday, 626. We've also got the 4th of July coming up here. So make sure that you plug in the mastermind start date. We will officially start on July 10th. Monday, July 10th, but you got to enroll before that time. Okay, so go to www.courageco.org. If you have any questions at all, you can email info at julianapage.com and we'll make sure to guide you to the right place and ensure that you can get plugged in. Now, some of you have asked too, you've been on challenges and masterclasses and loved them and want the replays. Well, when you get plugged into the mastermind, one of the bonuses is access to the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle, which is all of the trainings that we've done in every future live training on demand. So not only do you get access to it, but you get all of the replays, you get the notes, and you get ongoing coaching on all of that content just for being in the mastermind. Huge bonus. That that alone is worth $2,000 just to give you a sense and you get it for free. Okay. So that's only one of the bonuses that is in the mastermind. When you enroll in the mastermind, you get instant access to that too. So you can go back through all of those previous trainings and enjoy the notes and the replays. Okay. Don't let me, don't, don't sit on this one. (laughs) If you feel like this is an answer to prayer, you've heard lots of testimonies At this point, if you know that God is leading you here, it's not random that you're here, get plugged in. You get access to grow with us for an entire year, not just the three months, for an entire year, and you get live coaching every week for that entire year, www.courageco.org. All right, guys, we're going to talk today about the end of self-betrayal. Yep, we're going there because I am on a serious mission to help you actually transform your life, okay? I don't care if you get exposed to information. If you get exposed to it and it doesn't change you in any way, it doesn't point you to God, it doesn't lead you to transformation because we are transformed by the renewing of our mind and God brings forth this transformation. If it doesn't actually bring you to transformation, what good is it really doing? Okay, so we're going to talk about what blocks you from that. What blocks you from that? I got one word, denial. Denial. There can be many things, but a huge root is denial. Okay, so we're going to break this down to make this simple so that you can be on to yourself. All right. So it says in Matthew 5 verse 3, happy are those who know they are spiritually poor. All right, let me tell you, 
<laughs> when I first read that, I was like, wait a minute, that, that sounds, that doesn't sound like it makes sense, right? Like being spiritually poor doesn't sound like a great thing. Okay. And I lived a majority of my life spiritually bankrupt. Okay. So it actually, when we realize that we are spiritually poor, we realize that we're not God. We've been trying to play God. And when we realize that we're not God, it actually leads us to freedom. Because here's the reality. We, in and of ourselves, are powerless to control our tendency to do the wrong thing. And our life can become unmanageable when we're trying to play God. Okay? There's some things that we are just powerless over. Our fleshly nature right? Unless we are walking according to the spirit, we'll fall into the lusts of the flesh, right? And our lives because of that will become unmanageable. It says in Romans seven eighteen, for I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Been there? <laughs> so just think about this. There's times when we have a habit of lying to ourselves. We're in denial, right? And these can be black lies. These could just be full-on premeditated dark lies, right? Or these could be white lies, little fibs, little things here and there that we don't think are a big deal. But they are a huge deal, actually, because they lead you out of your integrity and out of your authenticity, and they destroy <laughs> your life, literally. They don't lead you into the promises of God. They lead you straight in the other direction, okay? It says in Hebrews 12.1, Since we have such a huge crowd of men of faith watching us from the grandstands, let us strip off anything that slows us down or holds us back, and especially those sins that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and trip us up. And let us run with patience the particular race that God has set before us. Again, that's Hebrews 12, 1. Hebrews 12, 1. Okay? So something interesting about this verse. First, God has a particular race and a unique plan for each of us. A plan for good, not a life full of dependencies, addictions, obsessions, distractions, all that stuff. Okay? The second thing about this verse and I'm looking at it from the TLB version, Hebrews 12, 1 from the TLB version, okay? So the second thing is that we need to be willing to get rid of all the unnecessary baggage that we have in our lives, past failures in our lives that keep us stuck. So that's why it says, let us strip off anything that slows us down or holds us back, especially those sins that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and trip us up. Okay, so for many of us, and as I'm sharing, just think on, ponder, reflect on what might be coming up for you, what's being highlighted for you. But for many of us, our past hurts these hangups that we have, these habits that we stumble over or that trip us up. Many of us are stuck in bitterness over what someone has done to us. Many of us have resentment about that. We continue to hold on to a hurt. We refuse to forgive people who have harmed us. And we may legitimately 
have been hurt deeply, right? We might have been abused or we might have experienced someone betraying us or abandoning us, right? But while we have been hurt, holding on to that hurt and not being willing to forgive the person who hurt us in the past is allowing them to continue to hurt us today in the present. But with God's power, we can find the courage and strength to forgive. And we don't have to live completely stressed out and living under the oppression of these burdens that have become too heavy for us to handle. And we can forgive them now. God will help us find the willingness to forgive and become free of that hold that they've had on our lives. Some other people might be bound by guilt, right? The past can hold us back. One of the things we're just saying is unforgiveness. Another thing is guilt, right? You keep beating yourself up over some past failure and you're trapped and you're stuck in this hold of guilt. And you think that no one anywhere is as bad as you are and that no one could love the real you. No one could ever forgive you for the terrible things that you've done, but God can. God can. That's actually why Jesus went to the cross for our sins. He knows everything you've ever done and everything you've ever experienced. Everything. Everything. The Apostle Paul had a lot to regret about his past, right? He even participated in a man named Stephen's murder. Yet, it says in Philippians 3.3, he tells us, No, dear brothers, I am still not all I should be, but I'm bringing all my energies to bear on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Okay, so the bottom line is this. If you want to be free from any past hurts that you have, you need to deal with your past bitterness and guilt once and for all. You can do this as Isaiah 43, 18 tells us, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. That doesn't mean ignore or deny your past. You need to learn from your past. Offer forgiveness, make amends, and release it. Only then can you be free of this guilt, of these grudges, of this grief that weighs you down and keeps you bound in energy that does not serve you at all. We've all stumbled here though, right? We've all had a hurt, something that has hung us up, right? But we can still run our race with endurance. The race is not over yet. And God isn't interested in how we started, but in how we finished the race. He says in his word, the end of a thing is far greater than the beginning. So sometimes we are in denial about our failures from the past, and that can hold us back from our future. Another thing that can hold us back, something that I call future tripping, is fears that we have about the future. We may be completely bogged down by worry about the future and really be afraid to change. We don't think that we can. We all worry about things that we don't have any control over. Anyone? (laughs) If there was anything I was great at, it was that, right? We worry about things we don't have control over and do not have the power to change. We give all of our time, our energy, our emotion to this, 
And what this exposes, all worry exposes a lack of trust in God. All worry exposes a lack of trust in God. The truth is, we can say without any doubt or any fear, the Lord is my helper and I am not afraid of anything that mere man can do to me. That's Hebrews 13, 6. So you might have been in a hurt or you might have failed. You know, you might have been hung up on something. You might have struggled with an addiction. You might have all these thoughts and, and ruminations in your mind for so long that you identify with that. We talked about this in the Master Your Emotions Challenge about reality and experience, a circumstance, is never the problem. It is the meaning that we assign to it, the interpretation that we give it, that we never challenge and we repeat it so much that we identify it and we identify with it so much so that it becomes our identity. So one event happened, we assigned a meaning to it, we rehearsed it over and over so much so that we believed it and we believed it so hard that now we believe we are it. And we never challenge these interpretations. They just become our identity. And we live under the influence of a lie in this way. So you might be thinking, what will happen if I really release this story? If I give it up, will I change? If I give up these things that have been comfortable for me, that have been familiar for me, who will I be? You may have been you know, lying to yourself about a problem, a real problem that you have. And not only are you lying to yourself, you have everybody else believing your lies. You may be actually struggling with an addiction that nobody knows about. And your addiction doesn't have to necessarily be something that people would say is an alcohol addiction or a drug addiction. It might be a food addiction. It might be a relationship addiction. It might be fantastical thinking, <laughs> right? And living in a false reality. There could be many addictions that we have that keep us stuck. And you might be afraid of who you'll be without those because they've got you to this place. They've at least helped you cope to some degree. You may have been enabling someone, let's say, in a dysfunctional relationship for years and you wonder if, you know, you change, what's going to happen to that relationship? Is that other person going to be mad at you? What's going to happen? But God doesn't want you to stay frozen in an unhealthy relationship or a bad habit or an addiction. He wants you to do your part in becoming healthy. So even if your past was extremely painful, this is not minimizing that in any sort of way. However, we may still resist change and the freedom that can be found in really working out our own salvation and walking that out. We are free indeed, but are we living like it? A lot of times we don't have the energy that we need to progress in life because we are bound by failures in the past and by these fears of the future, which is displaying, again, a lack of trust and dependency on God. Okay? So even if your past was painful, you can 
change. You don't have to keep your mind closed. You don't have to live in despair. You deserve better. You deserve better. It says in 1 John 4.18, where God's love is, there is no fear because God's love drives out fear. His perfect love drives out fear. His perfect love drives out fear. And that's what he wants to do for you. You can make progress. You can step into freedom. And it doesn't matter where you're coming from or how long it's been, okay? So let me just break down what denial is, all right? Denial has been defined as a false system of beliefs that are not based on reality. Lies, okay? Often, these are rooted in a self-protecting behavior that keeps us from honestly facing the truth. And when we keep lying to ourselves, when we refuse to face the truth, we are betraying ourselves, we are sabotaging our integrity, our authenticity, and our destiny. Nothing good comes from that. More suffering comes from that, okay? So we might have learned to do this to cope with things, particularly when we were younger, right? And these coping mechanisms really came in handy when we didn't get attention that we wanted or needed or when we needed to really find a way quick to block our pain or our fears. So for a time, these coping systems worked. And that reinforced a reward for us in some kind of way. If I do this, then I protect myself from this. With me? But as years progressed, right, this actually, these coping mechanisms, denial in this case, confused and clouded our view of truth in our lives. So when you live in the cloud, so to speak, in this way, our perception of ourselves and our expectations of those around us also grows from this. And because we really have a childish way and method of coping, our perception of reality becomes unrealistic and distorted. And our coping skills grow into denial and most of our relationships end up broken or less fulfilling than they could have been. So... For example, did you ever deny that your parents, let's say, had problems? Did you ever deny that you had problems? Did you ever deny that your partner or that your friend had a problem? The truth is, we can all answer yes to these questions to some extent. But for some of us, the denial turned into shame and it turned into guilt. Shame for failures in the past and specific events that come to mind and guilt over those things and massive fear about the future because if you couldn't trust yourself in all of those events and you're clearly identifying with being a failure, what does that say about your future? You're bound to fail in your mind even if that's not true. So denial is this pink elephant that sits in the middle of your living room, okay? No one in the family talks about it or acknowledges it in any way. All right, so I'm going to give you some examples of this. Can't we just stop talking about it? Talking about it only makes it worse. (laughs) Lie, right? 
If we don't talk about it, it will go away. Nope. Let's pretend it didn't really happen. How's that working for you? If I tell her that it hurts me when she says that, I'm afraid she's going to leave me. Okay. He really doesn't drink that much. You sure? It really doesn't hurt when he does that. I'm fine. He drinks more than I do. She's been married three times. I've only been married twice. I eat because you make me mad. If you didn't nag me all the time, I wouldn't. Look, I have a tough job. I work really hard and I need a few drinks to relax. It doesn't mean that I have a problem. This, all of that, denial. Denial. And we must face that and admit our denial. God actually says in Jeremiah 6.14, you can't heal a wound by saying it's not there. Whew! You can't heal a wound by saying it's not there. You can't end this suffering that comes from self-betrayal by saying it's not there. You can't live in denial and end self-betrayal. So some effects of denial. So you understand how denial disables our feelings. It shuts off emotion. And emotion, as we learned in that Master Your Emotions Challenge, you can get that, by the way, in the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. You can join us monthly for a small subscription fee, or you can pay a one-time fee and get instant access for the entire year. Up to you, but you can get the replay instantly when you do that. Master your emotions. But we talked about emotions in general are like they sound. It's quite literally the energy that you are putting into motion, the energy that you have for life. So for you right now, capacity check, how much energy do you have to show up in your life? Oh, ye of little energy? (laughs) Or do you have the energy you need to live your life and to progress? Because energy moving forward gives you momentum. And you get to a place when you've got enough energy going in the right direction that you start getting pulled forward that you don't have to push. When you're living in alignment with God, that's like the difference. I like to have the visual of when you're at the airport and you get on the moving walk, eventually you've been walking and fighting so hard for a minute to break through something and then you just start getting pulled, okay? But denial disables our feelings. And your feelings are powerful tools for your character development and for your progress. And when you can't feel, you can't heal. Okay? So denial disables your feelings. Energy is lost. It literally zaps your energy because you end up living in some of these emotions that we are identifying before. Guilt, shame, bitterness, unforgiveness. Those things zap you so fast. It's not like joy, peace, expectancy, hope, faith. These actually give you life and give you energy. Denial negates growth. It just cancels it. It's almost like you are nailing your feet to the floor. And sometimes you go backwards, right? When you are rehearsing the past, the past is a dead thing. 
it's a dead thing, but you are bringing a dead thing into your present. So not only are you not progressing, you are going in reverse now. It also isolates us from God. When we are in denial, we throw up a huge wall between us and God. God is available, we're just not. It's almost like we start tuning into a totally different station, a different frequency. So we can't hear and receive from God like when we're on the other side of denial, when we're available to receive from him. Denial alienates us from our relationships. So it's almost like putting on that. So so how you step into this like cloudiness, right? And this fog, it's like putting on foggy goggles, okay? Or if you've ever gone underwater (laughs) and your goggles are all foggy, you literally can't see where you're going at all. It's kind of what it's like. But that's how you start seeing relationships. You can't see people for who they are. You can't see the, the beauty of these friendships and the quality of relationships that you have in your life or the intentions of people. You can't see that. And you start alienating yourself from people. You start shutting yourself off from relationships. And denial also lengthens pain. You suffer way longer than you need to. And a lot of it was unnecessary. Pain happens. But there's the saying, suffering is optional. So when our feelings are disabled, we really start hiding them. We start living in denial. We freeze our emotions and that binds us. Because understanding our feelings and processing them is how we start to find freedom. 2 Peter 19 says this, They promise freedom while they themselves are slaves of destructive habits. For we are slaves of anything that has conquered us. To that I would say, Don't learn under people that are not operating in and that don't have what it is that you aspire to have or that you believe God has promised you. If they don't have victory, what is it that you are learning? Right? We often, when we're in pain, surround ourselves with people that are miserable. Misery loves company. So we're not surrounding ourselves with people that can help us out of that, right? Think about the situation where this man that couldn't walk had the right people around him who dropped them through a roof to get him to Jesus, okay? You do need friends like that that can get you to your promise. But a lot of times when we are in pain, we don't heal because we surround ourselves with the wrong people and people that enable us to stay in our dysfunction. A basic test of freedom is not what we're free to do, it's what we're free not to do. Freedom is having the ability to decide and to choose. We're free not to betray ourselves. We're free not to stay in suffering. We're free not to live in denial and under the oppression of that. We are free indeed, but do we choose it? All right? Freedom to feel our feelings happens when we are processing things with God. 
and with the help of therapists and coaches and people that can really help us through that process. Energy lost is another side effect. A major side effect of denial is anxiety, which is future tripping, right? You keep looking at the future without God in it and imagining with this beautiful mind that you have, this nation in your mind, you start imagining all of the worst case scenarios instead of using your imagination for revelation and faith. And anxiety causes us to waste precious energy dealing with past hurts and failures and the fear of the future. Think about how many fumes we just burn through and don't actually get anywhere. Only in the present is where progress can occur. And we can't do that when we're constantly rehearsing past hurts and failures and when we're tripping about the future. Worrying about the past and dreading the future makes us unable, literally unable, to live and enjoy God's plan for us in the present. I was talking to, I believe it was Michelle. We had a beautiful interview. I hope you listen. Go back and listen. It's about the courage to ask for help. And she says, one of the things that I've learned how to do that I didn't even know was possible was to trust God and just live my life. Wild concept. But to get there is actually work sometimes for people that have really suffered and hurt, have been hurt and processed a lot of pain. But you can get to a place where you trust God and there's joy in trusting God and you can live your life. Jesus came that we might have and enjoy our life in abundance to the full until it overflows. Instead, what we often do is we let our fears and worries paralyze us. But the only lasting way we can be free from them is by giving them to God. This is why, one of the reasons why, I say we can't heal ourselves and we can't self-help our way through life. And I'm not saying that from a place of insensitivity or ignorance. I'm saying it from a place of having tried (laughs) many times, right? Psalm 146.7 says, He frees the prisoners. He lifts the burdens from those bent down beneath their loads. So if you'll transfer that energy required to maintain your denial into learning God's truth, a healthy love for others and yourself will occur. Right? One of the prayers I say, someone really loved this from the masterclass. One of the prayers I say, God, help me transform this energy into energy you can use. I know this ain't going to serve me. And if I build momentum in the wrong direction, like I've seen that before, it's going to be a crash and a breakdown or something. So God help me, right, transform this into energy that you can use. So we can transfer this energy to God and in a divine exchange, he, he takes what we are, right, what we're full of, and he gives us what he is full of. He takes what we're not and gives us who he is divine exchange. We cannot experience that without God. We just can't, cannot do it. So as you depend more and more on God, you will see the light of truth and reality, right? I pray that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened, 
that you might know the truth, right? This truth that sets you free and be able to walk in it. So denial also negates growth, okay? Instead of growing and moving forward, you start moving in the opposite direction. You start going backwards. We are as sick as our secrets. We cannot grow until we're ready to step out of denial. Whatever that denial is. It's not that bad. I'm strong. I can deal with this. I'm good. Right? These are little white lies. Because if you were honest, you wouldn't say that in the first place. And they're little betrayals that lead to bigger ones. And when we betray ourselves, we give other people permission to betray us. God is waiting to take your hand and bring you out of that. The Bible says they cried to the Lord in their troubles and he rescued them. He led them from darkness and the shadow of death and snapped their chains. Let's go. That's Psalm 107, 13. So as you travel the road of your character development, a lot of what we do in the God's Vibes Mastermind, you'll come to understand that God never, 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 never wastes a hurt. He never does. He'll never waste your darkness. He'll bring you out of it, but he will never waste it. And he can't use it unless you step out of your denial and into the light of his truth. I want you to think about it this way. When you are in darkness, right? If you light up a candle, the darkness doesn't take over the candle. The candle lights up the darkness. And that is what you were designed to do. You are meant to go into dark places and light them up. It's truly what you're designed to do. But can you do that when you're full of darkness? No, you cannot. Denial also isolates us from God. And that's when the enemy can really mess with you. He wants to get you broke, busted, and disgusted. He wants you alone and isolated because then he can really mess with your mind. He can really mess with you emotionally. And he can get you stuck for sure and depressed and allow you to start becoming your own worst enemy, right? If you start listening to the enemy, think about that. When you start listening to the enemy, you become your own worst enemy. You've given him access to torment you. Adam and Eve are great examples of how secrets and denial separate us from true relationship with God. After they sinned, their secrets separated them from God. Genesis 3-7 tells us that Adam and Eve hid from God because they felt naked and ashamed. Of course, in this moment, what we all like to do, Adam tried to rationalize. He said to God, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some of that fruit from the tree. Genesis 3-12. First, he tried to blame God saying, the woman you gave me here with me. God, you gave me this woman. She tripped me up, right? Then he tried to blame Eve too. She gave me some fruit. So God, you made this woman and then she gave me this fruit. Blame shift, right? God's light here though shines on the truth. Our denial is what keeps us in the dark. God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet we walk in darkness, we lie, and do not live out the truth. But 
If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. 1 John 1, 5. Our denial not only isolates us from God, it alienates us from relationships. We often have very poor and weak relationships when we're in denial. Denial tells us this little white lie that we're getting away with it. We think no one knows, but they do. And energetically speaking, people can feel this stuff. Okay, especially if you got wisdom and discernment, you can test the spirits to know what they're of. But while denial may shield us from the hurt, it also keeps us from helping ourselves or the people we love most. We end up hurting the people we love most when we're in denial. Okay, this is true. I had a adoptive mother that struggled with alcoholism. She lived not only in her own torment of that debilitating disease, but she also witnessed herself causing suffering to her entire family. And that shame and that guilt became unbearable for her. And it created a huge, huge following of self-sabotaging behaviors. And she ended up losing custody of us completely because of all of the self-sabotage that was extreme. So when we don't dare reveal our true selves to others for fear of what they'll think or say if they knew the real us, we end up destroying ourselves and hurting them in the process. We must protect ourselves, our secrets, at any cost. That's what we think. That's what we convince ourselves. So we isolate ourselves and thereby minimize the risk of exposure and possible rejection from other people. What's the price of that, though? What's the price of that? The eventual loss, actually, of all of your important relationships. That'll be the cost. That'll be the price. And what's the answer if that's the cost, if that's the price? Ephesians 4.25 says, stop lying to each other. Tell the truth, for we are parts of each other. And when we lie to each other, we are hurting ourselves. When you lie to yourself, you are betraying yourself and you are hurting yourself. It's always better to tell the ugly truth rather than a beautiful lie. Denial also lengthens our pain. We have the false belief that denial protects us somehow from pain, but it does the opposite. It allows our pain to fester and get bigger and grow and turn into something stronger, shame and guilt. That extends your hurt and it multiplies your problems. Here you are designed to be the light and a bringer of blessings, a multiplier of blessings. However, Instead, when you hang on to denial and when you cling to this self-betrayal, it multiplies your problems and it projects your pain. Like surgery, though, it may hurt for a while, but it cures. God promises us this in Jeremiah 30, 17. I will give you back your health again and heal your wounds. But will you go to him? We can step out of denial. I wrote a book called Stepping Into Royalty. In a lot of ways, this is stepping out of all the things that don't serve you so you can step into all of the things that do. And walking out of your denial is not easy. Taking off the mask or all of the mask that you wear is hard. But what's harder is living 
in them. Living the lies is way harder, way harder. Everything about you shouts, don't do it, it's not safe, but it is safe. It is safe. Freedom, walking in the will of God, is the safest place to be. Jesus says, know the truth and the truth will set you free. John 8, 32. When you step out of denial, you make room for unconditional love to flow to you and grace to flow to you and for real healing and freedom to access you and invade your entire life. But you've got to choose it. You've got to choose to step out of it. All right. So the end of self-betrayal. I love Maya Angelou first of all, but she wrote, courage is the most important of all of the virtues because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. This is one of the inspirations for Courage Co. A lot of us, because of pain, have learned how to be cowards. And what the world doesn't need any more of are cowards. We need more courageous people rising up in integrity and taking territory, making up probably for lost ground and claiming that, reclaiming that, and then taking new territory. And that will not happen when we live in denial and when we choose to be cowards. And that is a choice. We'd like to be in denial about that and not take responsibility for it, but we can choose that, okay? So... We've got to stop lying to ourselves. Otherwise, we'll never make it out of a lot of the suffering that we find ourselves in. And every lie you stop telling is like a layer of soil in your archaeological dig, if you will, toward the core truth, your full integrity on the inside. And as you continue to dig, you may unearth a lot of lies, a lot of fake pretenses of happiness, and dishonest excuses for people who've treated you badly, perhaps. But when you dig in there, you start to dig past that and start finding more freedom. Accepting responsibility is honest, right? But blaming ourselves when we did nothing wrong is cruel, deceptive, and devastating. Devastating. If you stop lying, you'll eventually uncover such deep, confusing, and tormenting untruths that you are living under the oppression of. That's why I'm saying therapists, coaches, and other allies can help you pick your way towards them. Okay? So there's an exercise that's really, really powerful. All right? It's a series of questions. So I recommend that you... Maybe re-listen to this or do this with a trusted friend or advisor. But here at least are some of the questions. What was the last lie you told? What was the last lie you told? What were you hiding or protecting with this lie? From who were you hiding it? What do you fear this person or these people would do to you if they knew the truth you were hiding? What do you fear this person or these people would think of you if they knew the truth you were hiding? What do you fear this person or these people would feel about you if they knew what you were hiding? 
What do you need or want from this person or these people you lied to? A lot of times we lie for a reason that we think serves us. Whose respect, love, admiration, inclusion, or esteem would you lose if you revealed your lie? Remember telling the lie. Feel what you were feeling when you did it. Zero in on the part of you that decided not to tell the truth. How old does that part of you feel? Become the part of yourself that lied. It might be younger than you are, even a small child. What is the thought that upsets or frightens that part of you the most? What does the thought mean about your capacity to be loved or accepted? When you identify with this part of yourself, do you feel connected or alone? And according to the part of you that lied, who might feel very young and childlike? What's the worst thing that would happen if the whole truth about you were known to everyone? So what's interesting about doing this exercise is that you keep drilling down deeper through trivial surface lies to scarier, deeper truths that many of us never say out loud. And here's something that happens virtually every time. All their cheating, all their fudging, all their repressing, all their fraud and betrayal is driven by some version of one single lie. I am not loved. And you might phrase this a little bit differently. Maybe for you, the deepest lie is, I'm defective, I'm broken, no one wants me, I have no community, I don't fit anywhere, I don't have a home. There's many variations. But the bottom line is that we cannot survive without belonging. We cannot do it. And the most awful thing we can believe is that we're doomed to solitary confinement. That's the worst Right? So the key with this exercise and with these questions is to write down your deepest fear. Not the surface lies. Those are like the white lies. And then you get a little bit deeper and those are kind of trivial. But get to the deep ones. The deep ones. I call them a kingpin. Okay? So what's interesting is as we find ourselves more free from the influence of all the lies, we can also feel more terrified right? Like what else is in there? (laughs) It can feel scary. So I definitely recommend not doing this work without working with a therapist, without a coach. And I definitely recommend having God in it because when you go through healing with God, it is completely different than when you don't. Just got to affirm that. Okay. So whenever we inquire deeply enough into the truth about our own suffering, we arrive at the place where without changing direction, we stop descending to start ascending. And sometimes this happens slowly. We may grieve a loved one until all the sadness is gone and then wake up one day feeling not great, but okay. It often happens in therapy or coaching when troubled people find enough safety and guidance to acknowledge 
truths that they've been afraid to see. It happens when we tell the truth about something and we can experience the discomfort from imagining the worst thing that could happen and being able to live that and deal with that before that would ever happen. A lot of times we imagine the most awful things that never actually happen, but we live in the fear of them. Okay? So it's really, really powerful what can start to happen when you come out of denial. When I hit a core life in my own life, it was that I'm not loved, right? And it hit in a very dramatic way, a very dramatic way, (laughs) right? But eventually, God invades that place. God invades that place. And you can find that you are loved beyond what you can think or imagine. And that can become possible for you. And you can start living in joy, in peace, in freedom that you never dared to even think about or imagine. Okay? The truth is you are infinitely worthy. You are infinitely precious. You have always been enough. You being loved was never a question. You will always be enough. There is no place you don't belong. You are lovable. You are loved and you are love. What a lot of us suffer with is intense doubt. But if you are a believer and when you start believing the word of God, you start believing you're worthy. And when you start believing you're worthy, your whole life changes. But I don't believe we can do that without God. And this knowledge of God's word, this freedom is waiting for you beyond the center of your own frozen soul, right? We're frozen in our emotions. We're frozen in our mind. We're frozen in our heart. We're cold. We're cold. We're not even lukewarm and we definitely ain't hot. We cold, okay? But you living frozen was never the plan. And you can come out of that place. And it starts with acknowledging every place you've been lying. That's how you end self-betrayal. You stop lying. The relief that comes when we're fully honest with ourselves can take us from extreme suffering to calm and peace, even before we've changed a thing in our outer lives. Maybe you've experienced that before. I know I definitely did when I was going through many seasons of healing and recovery and growth. But I definitely felt like things looked the same on the outside, but I could feel experientially that I was a very different person. I was not operating like I ever had before. And then from there on, everything gets better. Everything gets better. And the real you starts coming forth, right? A lot of times with love and perfect love casting out all fear that's what we're shedding we're we're shedding and casting off everything that limits us and that's ill-fitting all of the lies all of the doubts all of the insecurities all of the shame all of the guilt all of the pain all of the unnecessary suffering we're dropping it so that we can run with endurance after the things 
that are for us, after the promises of God assigned to our life, after the destiny and the call of God on our life, after the people connected to our life, after the breakthroughs that God has already secured for us. The end of self-betrayal starts with admitting the lies, clawing your way out of them, slowing down. We miss so much in life because we're going so fast and sometimes we just need to slow down and receive what God is already showing us. Allow our hearts to be purified. Allow ourselves to embrace freedom, to let go of places, of people, of things that do not serve us. Being in harmony with yourself is a key to a meaningful and a joyful life. You cannot have one when you are at war with yourself. So my encouragement today is to start admitting the lies, to ask for help, to step into the growth that will bring real and lasting freedom to your life. It won't be a band-aid. It'll be real life transformation. From real life transformation, everything else follows. There's an invitation to get plugged into this with the God's Vibes Mastermind right now. There's a sacred community there. There is content that will help you grow in God in every single area of your life. God definitely is there. Revelation is there. If you want to be there, you are invited. You are welcome to be there. You can get plugged in. It's www.courageco.org. It would be an honor to be on this journey with you. And if you don't feel ready for that, you can still get plugged into Courage Co. Courage Co. is about living your most courageous and impactful story. However that looks for you. No decision is a small decision. Even the smallest acts of courage are the big ones. They matter. So Courage Co. has monthly trainings, monthly masterclasses, monthly challenges. There are small groups every single week three different ones that you can get plugged into or all three if you want. There's prayer calls. It's a great space to grow spiritually, to develop your character, to step out courageously into the things that you know you've got to own and step more fully into. So definitely get plugged in there. You can join us for a monthly subscription. You can get plugged into those small groups for free and you can listen to all those replays for a one-time fee as well. You can get instant access to all of that. So you can find all of that and more at Courage Co. www.courageco.org. All right, everybody. I hope this message blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 
12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.